you creatures from cyberspace thanks for joining us on another episode of the grave talk podcast my name is mark again joined with garrett and john and we're here to talk about rob zombie's latest the monsters halloween three the monsters is that what it is yeah Why? it's all one big continuum oh it's still in the myers verse is well, what you're yes, saying zombie exactly zombie verse okay yeah so the myers house was like 13 15 mockingbird exactly. lane exactly mm. yeah uh devil's rejects also happened backyard you're like, right yeah yeah that hotel's on the other side same <laughs> subdivision yeah. very small world <laughs> well fellas i wanted to do something on this movie because we did do a reaction video to it uh we were to the trailer to the trailer correct and we were uh hopeful for it now we've all sat through it some of us more than one time and we're here to tell our thoughts on the latest herman lily and grandpa story that is a prequel to the 1960s television show. What do you think about it? But what about the kids? They're not in it. Won't someone please think of the children? They did, and they axed them out of there. Get these kids <laughs> out of here. Well, as Mark said, I've seen this movie multiple times. I think, what was it? four or five times now, something like that. That is more than Rob Zombie seen it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I really was torn on it when I first saw it. I, I enjoyed quite a few parts of it. I would say with a second viewing, it grew on me. Third viewing, I think I really understood what the project was. And then fourth and fifth, which is great background, um, you know, movie while I was working on other projects. But yeah, I liked it. I watched this movie one time and did not like it. <laughs> but you know what? I, I will say... I am not a big monsters person to begin with. I've never really like seen the show. I've seen clips and I'm sure I've caught episodes on like Nick at night or whatever back in the day, but it was not a big part of my childhood. So I didn't approach it with like any kind of nostalgia or like love for the, the property. I was just sort of viewing it as a movie and it, it was not great. I am a fan of the monsters, John. I grew up watching it on Nick at night, mm -hmm. probably sandwiched in between I Dream of Jeannie and Mr. Ed and Dobie Gillis reruns. Um, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of expectations when it comes to recreating. Dobie Gillis. Hell yeah. yeah shit, that I was a deep cut. Crap. With Maynard G. Krebs. I think we, we, we watched the monsters. Didn't we talk about my mother, the car? Didn't that come up in the yeah. process too? God. Usually. Those shows were terrible. Right. It was no well, Bewitched. That was my jam. I Bewitched liked was Bewitched. A jam. Oh, that was like one of my first like major crushes when I was a kid. Let's just talk about Nick at Night shows, uh, shall we? So, you know what's on Nick at Night now? Like, everybody loves Raymond. You know, like, shit Are that was serious? on, yeah. Holy Think, shit. Just shift your TV 30 years. Now they're into, the, they were in the 60s and the 90s. Now they're in the 90s. At first it was all in the family. Now it's Family Matters. Yeah. Are they not peppering the old stuff in between? I don't think so. I mean, I don't watch a lot of Nick at Night, to be mm. fair. Uh, I'm already in bed, but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think Nick so, Nick at though. Night starts at like 7. Hell yeah. I'm here to watch the wheel and the news, and then I go straight to bed. Let's see. You hit that loobies, and then you got to take a nap to digest. So I do hold kind of a high bar for this. I don't think you're going to ever top Fred Gwynn's Herman Munster. There's just no way touching that. He made it its own. He was so almost innocent and pure. You know what I mean? Like that character uh, just really resonated with me and his kid. And specifically, it was the dynamic between Herman and Grandpa. Their dynamic in the show is fantastic. They play off of each other very well, but we don't get that in the show or it's the movie. Kind of, rather, it's kind of like odd couple 
like yeah. chemistry, like a little bit like antagonistic, but a little bit like, hey, we're buds. Let's go do that. That sounds like a fun idea. Let's go out. Let's blow some fireworks up, you know, kind of thing. This movie doesn't have that. And I understand because it is the prequel, right? This is kind of the events that take place that get our family to Mockingbird Lane in America. However, at an hour and 50 minutes, this has almost a snail's pace. Oh, it's so slow. Like every single scene is stretched to the max and then they try to pepper in jokes that usually don't land. And they're very juvenile jokes. Uh, maybe that's because the of TV the audience, show was very juvenile but like too, though. Fart jokes and just. So I don't think the show had that kind of stuff. It wasn't juvenile, but it was wholesome. innocent, yeah. wholesome, a family affair, right? I've watched. I went back and watched. Um, I want to. I don't know how many episodes, but quite a few of the first season because I bought it on iTunes. There's a lot of juvenile humor in it. Maybe not like so much the fart jokes type stuff. I think that might be more a product of like nowadays, but like the like real dumb kind of dad jokes, the real kind of like, like womp, womp, womp. That was definitely there in the episode. Sure. I wouldn't call that juvenile. No. Again, that's the, that's the jokes of the time. It's the sixties, the family television. Well, fart jokes, the jokes, of the time now, I don't even remember any fart jokes in the movie, but I didn't take any notes to be honest. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go. Well, all right. To be fair, this is all my fault because I got sick. We were supposed to do this the day after I watched the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, okay, I can remember this garbage for 24 hours. <laughs> uh, eight days is a bit of a stretch. So, but there were some very, uh, I would, I thought was like dated jokes, like not like late nineties type jokes, which is maybe what Rob Zombie's humor stopped. I mean, the guy's not getting any younger, so I get it. You know, as an elderly you person that, myself, Zombie, you're old. <laughs> I think he tried to emulate the show. And um, I think it, you can see that in there. When it comes to the casting choices, I think that uh, uh, the guy who played Herman, I guess we should name these folks. So this one stars Sherry Moon Zombie as Lily, Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman, and Daniel Roebuck as the Count, or AKA Grandpa. Uh, we do have some cameos from Jorge Garcia from uh, Lost. You might remember him as Hugo. I'm glad to see he was getting mm -hmm. some work. Good for Hugo. And we had Cassandra Peterson, A-A-A-A-A-A-A-K-A, Elvira. Mm -hmm. uh, she played the realtor that sells them the house at the uh, oh. latter back half of the you film. You put some respect on that, Mistress of the Dark. Sorry, you're right. Sorry, my queen. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the guy that played the uh, the doctor, the one that worked with Jorge Garcia? Richard Brake as Dr. Wolfgang. Okay. That dude was in Rob Zombie's 31. He was fucking rad in that. Man, he was so scary in that. I still haven't seen that. And it's just your standard grindhouse flick with very little plot, some really cool, fun scenes, some wild situations. But don't watch it for the plot. It's more just let's just have fun with a set and some fucking badass acting. Mm. I, mean, I can't blame the guy for putting his wife in all his movies, right? Like, I get it. Can't you, though? Lord, she can't act. No, I can't say go you, for though? It. I say go for it. Let's look at her IMDb and see if any of her director has ever cast her in a movie. Yeah. That doesn't matter. It does she's matter. Got, she's got a director. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It does matter. It means that maybe she's not as good well, as guys, like hireable he's not talent. Making Exorcist. Okay. No, I get it, but after twenty years, wouldn't you accidentally get better at acting? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't think she did that bad. I thought she tried really, 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 really hard to right. basically do a good Lily. And I <laughs> not think that good. effort came through on the screen. She did a mediocre Lily. I thought she did a good job, but she tried you could tell she was trying so hard to try to hit it. Yeah. Right. If effort counted, then good work. But uh, you know, I don't go watch movies for effort. I liked it. I God. Well, look, is she Do you definitely think entertained it just by the fact that it was Sherry Moon? Doesn't help, but uh, I think I mean also she's just not great. I will say that at least she's playing a different character than like Baby. 
the devil's rejects. Yeah, all, all that, right? So it, I'm not saying she doesn't have range. I'm not saying she's not a good actress like John over here. No, I'm saying that. I thought <laughs> she did a perfectly serviceable job as Michael's mother in Halloween. I think that um, she just didn't get to Lily. That's the thing. Like she tried very hard. I can tell she's trying very hard, but she didn't quite get there. She almost sounded like a nervous old woman. Yeah. Throughout the entire performance. And that's not Lily. Yeah, she was a little more smooth. Uh, like Lily, Lily has the moments of Herman. You know, she has very sternness to her voice when she needs to be. She feels more motherly. Um, and again, I know this, this is, is a prequel. prequel. Yeah. Sure. But that brings me to my second issue. Say the performance of, um, I just said his name, Jeff. Not Jeff Daniel Daniels. Roebuck. Jeff Daniel Roebuck is Horman. Horman? Hoyman as Herman. He doesn't emulate Fred Gwynn's Herman quite as well either. There's some choices with his voice that don't add up. He's too high-pitched. But he's he's not the same dude, Let me finish my point. All right. He is the same guy because they peg this as a prequel. This is a prequel to the show. So therefore, it's on you to make the best Mm. as you possibly can to make this look like that product. Now, look, I don't want to save this movie or rescue it because it's terrible. But here's here's a little headcanon. They're growing into these characters that you know and love. So it makes sense because they're a younger version of themselves. They're going to be a little different. They're not that much. Yeah, you weren't a sexless asshole now like you were back when you were young. Give it time to evolve. I was. I think I'm making a perfectly (laughs) valid point. I think you're making a fair point. I think that you guys are holding this up to the, the, the standard of, you know, Tony C horror movie is taking on the franchise of the Munsters and he's out there looking for out of the entire acting pool and the actress pool, like the best talent who's going to nail this. It's a Rob Zombie flick. He's going to get his boys to come in and have some fun playing the Munsters. Now I'm not saying that excuses all the stuff that's wrong with this film because there is some definite stuff that's wrong with this film. But I think um, the guy who played Herman can't remember his name now. Jesus Christ. We're he so did bad the best job. I agree with that. I really liked him. I disagree. Grandpa did the best job. Oh, Grandpa yeah, was Grandpa good was too. Grandpa was definitely yeah. the best. Jeff Daniel Phillips. D- Phillips. I said Roebuck earlier. You did. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, no. So, like, I think he did a really, really good job. You know, like, could any of us do that good of a Herman? But I'm not going out there pitching, let yeah. me make a Monsters film. That doesn't add up. Well, I don't think Jeff Daniel Phillips did either. I think Rob he Zombie was like, do you want to play this role? And then he did. But if you say yes, then you have an obligation. But you know what you're describing right now? You're you're describing a fan film. Yeah. Yes, and that's Rob Zombie to a T. That's what that's then what I, think. I, I think you guys need to accept that Rob Zombie makes fan films for Rob Zombie and his fans. And if you don't like the property he's chosen, fine. If you do like the property he's chosen, understand that he's gonna rob zombie it up. Okay, and that's what he's going to do, but I'm still yes. going to hold you to the Monsters bar that I had, that and I that's explained that's earlier. <laughs> yeah, I've been Rob Zombie plenty of times, but... Uh, this Rob was, Zombie, get at me, yeah. all right? I will. I'll, I got your back, dog. This is one of the weakest zombie is that, uh, that he's given me. <laughs> but again, like I can, I can let some of this go when there's an actual meat to a movie and there's no meat to this movie. This is my biggest complaint. The story choice. The meeting of the two and the courtship of Eddie's father which is another old TV show, but um, (laughs) like this should not have been two acts. Holy shit. This should have been the first act at most. Really? At an hour 50. The the first act should have basically been like Herman and Lily meet. Second act should have been like the trials and tribulations of deciding how they're going to like live with grandpa and how that's going to work out. And the third one should have been like the family dynamic in my opinion. But yeah, there's not enough meat to keep an hour and 20 minutes of them just dating going Holy yeah. crap. The scene in Paris could have just gone. Really spun their tires a lot in this film. I agree with that. Yeah. But there there are parts of the movie that work, right? Like I really enjoyed when Herman got into a punk band and was playing that song at the like a dive bar. The I thought that rods, was fun. Herman and the punk rods. <laughs> right. That was pretty fun. Electric shock, a daddy 
the moments between Lily and, and Herman whenever they're at his door at the hotel, like that interaction works. That was, oh, the, that was the club. That was the club. Or the yes. club, yeah. When he's backstage yeah. wearing that robe. Like that is the stuff that I wanted. The if, shiny, that's the crown jewel of this movie. Right. If the entire movie was full of that, I wouldn't be as harsh on it because of the other things that bugged me about casting and performance. But there's nothing here. Was there a big demand in the Munsterverse for a prequel? I assume y'all call each other monster heads. Yeah, we call ourselves the Boltnecks. Oh, I like that much yeah. better. Did the Boltnecks really uh, want this? No, I, uh, I've never thought about wanting a prequel to how they got to be the family on Mockingbird Lane. Yeah, no, because someone who was a fan of the monsters had the opportunity to make a monsters film, and he did. Okay, so yeah, this was not in demand, but this was just someone who had a love for a franchise and decided to to do something with a franchise. Back to the story here, though. Would this movie? And this is my this is my one thing that if I could give like a critique on, would you have liked this movie? better if it was the kids involved if it would have been the family aspect and not the the meat cute that we had for an hour plus so the kids being marilyn who was the blonde mm-hmm. who actually looked like a normal person but thought she was ugly yeah mm-hmm. which was the gag that's funny right uh and the boy was eddie which um, patrick played um eddie yeah right so to be quite frank with you they were never my favorite part of the show like like i said it was always grandpa and and herman that i was there for so I didn't really think anything was missing, but maybe that would have kind of put it together a little bit better. See, I always thought Grandpa and Herman always worked best in juxtaposition of the family aspect. Because as you mentioned earlier, Lily is the glue that holds this family together. She's the one that keeps Herman in line. She's mm. the one that keeps Grandpa from basically being too Grandpa. Um, she's the one that makes sure the kids are, you know, like, you need to go talk to Eddie. He's having a problem. Herman's like, okay, you know, like, and then you get that moment of like your standard, you know, 50s TV of like, you know, like, what's going on, son? Because left to their own devices, they're fun. But you put them in that aspect of Herman's not really a great dad when you think about just how he is, he ends up being a great dad in the the show, but like, he's never like just naturally takes on that mantle. And grandpa always chimed in with like really useful stuff, but only in the family dynamic of it, you know, left to his own devices. He's a kooky old man. So I thought the family aspect of it was always what made the monsters charming and really kind of made them work as a, as a whole unit, just adults doing adult shit didn't really do much for me. See, I wanted to see Grandpa on his lair brewing up some potion that accidentally turns Herman into uh, like a bat. And then they got to deal with it. And that's the whole fucking show. There's a scene where Grandpa literally is in his lair mixing up potions and turns his butler into a bat. I'm telling you I like the original show. I'm not talking about (laughs) this movie. I'm just just saying you just dated a scenario that literally happened in the movie. But that's what I'm here for. Uh, The the family stuff, meh. Out the door with it. I'm Mm. good with just seeing their hijinks between a Frankenstein's monster and an elderly Dracula. (laughs) I liked when when they finally got to America. I thought that the movie picked up. That should have been act two, dude. Yes. That should have been act two. I really enjoyed that whole part much more than most of the scenes leading up to to it. Mark, you mentioned this, and I want to talk about this because I want to get John's opinion on this as well. Um, one of the biggest, just I guess, sticking points for me in the in the script is the scene where Grandpa and Herman have their turn where they suddenly become cool. Now, this was the the most wild. Why is this happening? Because they're adversarial up to the point, and Herman has literally just lost their home in Transylvania, and then. Out of nowhere, Herman's like, we're going to go to America and be famous. And Grandpa's like, you got to take me with you. I love you guys. And after that, that adversarial stuff is gone. Yeah, it's a complete tonal shift between the uh, character's dynamic. And it didn't make any sense because Grandpa should be like seething with hate that he just lost his mansion because mm-hmm. his idiot stepson 
son-in-law. Son-in-law. <laughs> Close. Yeah, his son-in-law just lost it by getting hoodwinked by the Wolfman brother. Yeah, I thought he would be more upset about that. It seems like an important thing to be mad about, but he just sort of let that roll off his back. This seems like a pitch meeting demo reel that got stretched to an hour and 50, because I feel like this would have been the thing you take to the studios. Look, here's what we got going. What do you think? It's like, cool, write the rest of the movie. This is fanfic. <laughs> you know? This is yes, fanfic. It is. It, that got turned into a movie. And again, I'm okay for it. I'm okay with it. I'm there for it. Zombie is a next level when it comes to visual lighting and just set design. I mean, every shot in this movie was fucking gorgeous. I love the lighting. I, I enjoyed the, the, the colors. Palettes, you yes. know, like everything about it was so good in that aspect. But yeah, the story is what just really just kind of like, wow. Okay, you're gonna keep this scene going. You could have cut that down by like 40 seconds. Every scene could have been cut by like 40 seconds, and we would have been better off in this movie for it. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the cinematography was kind of boring. Like, there's not a lot of dynamic shots. It's all just very still, character, character, in shot. You know, it's just all very basic. Maybe he was trying to like homage the TV show, though, right? Like that's how they filmed things back then. There was three cameras, a lot of of wipes, and a lot of like you know camera pans and stuff that were very similar. Again, having seen the TV show recently, Mm -hmm. there is a lot of very similar feel. I think he was very cognizant about making those choices with it. But as an audience, we've grown since 50s TV. And so I think some of the stuff comes off as like lame in some cases when in actuality, that's just how it was. I think there's a lot of general sentiment in the uh, in the viewership that feel that way. I wasn't holding any of that against it. Yeah, no, I don't know. But I think a lot of viewers do. I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think if it was all black and white? I would have the original show. I would have liked it less. The colors did add something to it. And I thought it was cool. You think so? Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the colors, but when it switched to black and white at the end, it was like, oh, I maybe could have done this whole thing like this. <laughs> I have know? nothing against <laughs> black and white films. You know, I watch plenty of them, but I, I, I liked the like the oversaturated palette of, uh, of that he chose for this this go at it. What was that movie that came out recently? They did like a color version and a black and white version. And I can't remember. Uh, they uh, did that for a little bit. Logan had a run on Logan, black and white. Logan, that's what it Just, was. I think also the, Fury the Road. Snyder Cut or yeah, whatever. Fury Road, That's what. No, that was the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road did a black and white version. It's cool to see those things in yeah. that way because it does totally change it. I like the color aspect. I think if we took away the color, this movie would be very drab to a point where I don't know if I'd enjoy it. It would have felt two fifties with the still cameras and the no color. It would have mm-hmm. really been a tough. It was already a slog to get through. I found it would have been even harder. I think if it wasn't at least mildly visually interesting. That's true. Well, I don't think we really need to get into the plot, but just basic things is this is the creation of Herman. He meets Lily. They get engaged. Why was the creation of Herman fucking forty minutes long? It was almost? so goddamn long. It wasn't that long. It was like maybe like fifteen minutes. But this whole movie could have been like the opening credits of a better movie one that took place in America and America uh, <laughs> and was more of a traditional monsters movie. I think personally. how would y'all feel about a anthology three short 30 to 40 minute episodes, quote unquote, as I air quote on the podcast <laughs> um, where like modern directors take on like old horror TV shows and franchises and stuff like that. I think that might work better. That could be fun. Could be like yeah. an yeah. animatrix. I think if Rob Zombie did a 40 minute episode of the monsters, we could cut out a lot of the chaff, but... Sure. Maybe it would have been, worked better as a 30-minute episode of something. Yeah. You know what Rob Zombie needs? He needs, like, a like a, a teammate editor. You know, like, the editor who always worked with Scorsese, whose name I can't remember now. Uh, but the point is, as a team, they made very tremendous films, right? Rob Zombie needs someone who he trusts to go, you can cut a lot of this bullshit. This movie can be an hour and 30 minutes, Rob, and it's going to be... Or Mr. Zombie. <laughs> it's going to be so much better. 
I think it's hard to do that, especially when like, you know, like it's his vision. It's his, you know, from cradle to grave. You know, that's kind of what zombie does. He takes something and makes it very zombie-esque. Look, if the guy who makes Goodfellas can, can uh, or The Last Temptation of Christ can take feedback from an editor, I don't Rob Zombie. I don't really compare Rob Zombie to Scorsese here. I think he just did. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying Rob Zombie could compromise on his vision a little bit, all right? This is like George Lucas in Star Wars, right? He needed yes. people around him to tell him when he's making bad calls, you know, or edit that down. Yeah. Who knows? We'll never know. I don't think he's going to get another opportunity to do this again, do you? Like, I just based so. on reception? I think so. Maybe not Munsters itself. Well, that's what I mean. The Munsters. Oh, he'll property. make more movies, but yeah, Munsters. Yeah. I think but, is but put again, to bed. I don't think anyone's clamoring to buy up this license. I, I, you know, if anything, maybe Tubi wanted to basically reboot it on their their streaming platform or something. I, I think this was just like, hey, no one's talking about this thing. I dig it. Let's take a crack at it. Let's modernize this. Let's let's have some fun with something that we love. Again, let's call it let's call it a fan project. And again, he can make fan projects. They don't have to be. They're not the summer blockbusters. Well, I'm still going to grade it on my professional and scale. as you should. So and what would you give it out of five stars? Well, hold on. Oh, Let whoa, me say whoa, one whoa. more thing. Whoa, whoa. Did you Calm tell down. Me to hold on. Hold yeah, those hold horses. On. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to sit over here and claim that I am clamoring for more Monsters IP properties or, or, or ventures. How does one clamor? Um, give me more. Give me more. Give me more. <laughs> give it a loot. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Um, again, because I don't really need to see another take on Herman Munster again, because they tried it in the 80s. They tried it in the 90s, and none of them ever turned out very well. But I think there could be room for somebody to take it and make like an on the level of an Adams Family movie for, that we got in the 90s. That took that old television show and made it pretty damn yeah. fun. I hated that movie. Oh, they're both good. good. Yeah. I mean, all the actors were awesome in it. Don't get me wrong. Everyone who was in the Adams Family movie cast perfectly. Even the Oof. new animated Adams Family movie was pretty good, if y'all haven't seen it. So I uh, think there's room to do that for the monsters. I don't see why we can't say that there could be a big budget monsters thing that people like. I'm not saying there can't be. I'm just saying Rob Zombie is like, no one's fucking with this. I'm going to fucks with it. And he did. And he... Zombie's going to put his zombie stink on it. And I actually like the zombie stink. So, you know, like, I'm cool with it. Well, the zombie stink is bringing in two stars from me. Maybe stink one. wasn't the right word. I didn't mean it in a derogatory way. <laughs> well, like, you said know. it, and that's where we're going with but, The zombie stink, two stars. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo two stars. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I wanted to give it four. But that'd be fucking crazy. No, look, <laughs> no. if you had to watch um, something five times to get to there, yeah, then there's something wrong. It sounds would, like it wore you down. Not that no, it was good. I would right. give this movie three stars just because of the fact that like there's a lot to enjoy here. I wish there was like way you could like when they have like, you know, this movie contains violence, vulgar language, blah, blah, blah. It's also like this is a movie you can watch while doing something else. Like they should have that warning on movies. <laughs> That's movie, not a good review. <laughs> this movie contains no, boredom. Bad, be no, warned. it's not a bad thing. Like, you know, like because I mean, honestly, like when I watched the first time, I was really paying attention to like, like, OK, well, let's analyze everything. I think I like didn't choose to have fun with it. Second time I just watched it for fun. I had a, a much better time. I enjoyed it. I wasn't nitpicking so much. Uh, the the continuous watches after that were just because like hey I wanted to watch something while I was doing something else but there's a box quote this movie's better if you don't pay attention you guys are twisting <laughs> my words y'all can go fuck yourselves only have fun when you watch movies and you'll enjoy this one <laughs> Garrett <laughs> well no John go ahead and say it on camera then um, camera or yeah microphone on, yeah yeah what do you want me to hear what do you want me to say you know you want to talk shit about movies but you just said Halloween ends was worse than this oh yeah that's true halloween ends was trash and we're gonna get to that in the next episode but we call that a teaser in the business <laughs> are you teased listeners <laughs> <laughs>
It's Halloween. That's why I did that. Cackle. We should cash you the Crypt Keeper. That was a great impression, Mark. I'm in. And then I can have all the Crypt Keeper fanboys yelling at me for my performance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Except if Zombie did it, it'd be Sherry Moon as the Crypt Keeper. I would, <laughs> I would pay John Kassir to rip your shit apart just for fucking like doing a terrible impression. Well, he'll be at Frightmare. Maybe I can do it in person at his face. Oh my God. You're going to get kicked out please, of Frightmare. Please don't harm the Crypt Keeper with your impression. You're right. You're right. We got to keep him safe. He's a national treasure. All right, well, listeners, what did you think about The Monsters 2022? It's available now on Netflix. Give it a watch if you want to and let us know your thoughts. Uh, We'll see you next time for Hellraiser. That's next. See you then. Get your hells raised. (laughs) 